Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders. Hey, I really want to thank you for tuning in, and I invite you to go to outcomesrocket.com slash reviews, where you could rate and review today's episode. Let us know what you thought about our guest today. Let us know what you think about the show in general, because it really makes a difference. We love hearing from you. So give us that surprise. Give us that joy. Without further ado, I want to introduce our outstanding guest. His name is Dr. James E. Glynn. James Glynn is the founder of Movement for Life Team. As part of an amazing group of people and dedicated team of experts, Dr. Glynn contributes to the advancement and operation of the largest employee-owned fitness, wellness, and outpatient rehabilitation team in the United States. In addition, James is currently passionate about telemovement, a nationwide wellness and physical therapy directed platform network delivering curated evidence in real time. He believes that movement is a core piece of health. When not striving to improve the lives of those he serves, James is a former All-American swimmer, enjoys surfing, paddling, and other water sports, as well as spending time with his lovely wife and daughters. Jim, I really want to welcome you to the podcast today and then have you add anything else to that intro that I may have missed? Oh, goodness. Well, first of all, it makes me sound great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, any, <laughs> my pleasure. Anything else uh, to add? There are so many pieces to add. You know, as it says, uh, movement being a big core piece of uh, health is really important in, in everything that we do. And so another thing I might add is, is, you know, recently we've been doing some work in San Luis Obispo County with the public health department and looking to see how we can integrate movement as a key component uh, for healthy communities and, and healthier people. So I'm really into this concept of, of health and healthcare truly being a, a, a local thing and very difficult in many ways to outsource. I think that's such a, a noble cause that you're doing there, Jim. And at the end of the day, you know, you've been an accomplished entrepreneur and contributor in healthcare. Why not give locally? And uh, and kudos to you for taking that dive. Oh, yeah. We, well, thank you. You know, the, the the beauty of contributing locally is is we all are, are members of our local community, and so we all benefit from our contributions. And so that concept of collaboration and what's possible when we all work together uh, is is just so critical for I think what's possible in healthcare. Yeah, so true. So why did you get started in the medical sector? So since I was a young boy, I've always been around uh, the healthcare sector. My my father was a physical therapist in a hospital. So uh, I spent oh, nice. uh, weekends, uh, yeah, t- tagging along with dad and being in the hospital. And, and from a young age, it was really instilled in me that, that serving others is, is one of the options that we can take for our career and for, for our life. And, and that really that really struck me, the concept of serving others. And selfishly, there's nothing I'd rather, I'd rather be doing. That's so cool. And it sounds like your dad blazed some trails there. And uh, you've done an amazing job just uh, you know following his footsteps in, in your own way. And so here you are, fast forward to today. Many years have gone by. What do you think, Jim, a hot topic that should be on every medical leader's agenda today is and and how are you guys addressing it? 
Well, it's the possibilities, right? This idea that, that we can innovate further uh, and, and healthcare, there's, there's so much low-hanging fruit in healthcare. I think every medical leader, and goodness, you know, we all, I think, unfortunately or fortunately, have to serve as our own medical leaders. So yes. on everyone's mind, I think, is what can healthcare look like? What are these roles and responsibilities? Because there's so much more that, that we can do, and, and there's, there's so many inefficiencies. So figuring out with each other how we can collaborate for the benefit of the patient, you know, with this patient at the center of it is, is really an exciting opportunity, you know. So for my field, if you consider in my field of physical therapy, which I think is just this fantastic field where the care that we deliver has few side effects, roughly 7% of, of individuals with health insurance, so you know that, that number goes down even from there, has access to physical therapy services. And so that's just an illustration of, of something where we can make big change, I think, by sharing information and collaborating together. So you, know, you asked what we're working on. What we're working on right now is we're partnering with the Journal of Orthopedic and Sports Physical Therapy to take some of the clinical practice guidelines and make them more accessible to everybody. And we're doing that through our platform, which is called telemovement.com. And we just launched that a little bit ago after literally decades of thought and talk about what might be possible. So, so we're, I mean, we're really, we're tired, but we're really excited about the uh, possibilities for telemovement and being efficient and affecting it and really making some change uh, in healthcare. I think that's great. And I didn't know the statistic was so low. 17% of insured people have access to physical therapy. That's pretty no, crazy. Yeah, it's just a, a, a real low access. And, and even those that do, you, you know, you have to imagine some of the challenges of accessing certain parts of, of care. And this isn't unique to our profession or our specialty per se. You know, there are all sorts of other uh, access issues in healthcare from primary care yeah, and, sure. as well as the services just delivered locally. I guess I just had never uh, thought about that segment of, of physical therapy being so low. I think, you know, you think that it's something more widely used, but yeah, very interesting stat. Thanks for sharing that. So give us an example, Jim, of a time when you guys created results by doing and thinking differently. Well, one of the areas where we've thought differently, and it's interesting, we, we always started this way, is that on our team, because we're healthcare providers, we've always worked together to deliver this, this care together. And so it's always been about not just me as a provider working with that, that patient that's in front of me, but also how can I work with this greater team of people and have a greater reach, right? You know, bigger than yourself, be able to do more. And so one of the big things for us is, is we became employee owned in, in late 2015. And that employee ownership piece, that accountability piece for all of us as healthcare providers is a real big part of who we are. We really just think that we're a, a better team together and we, and we work, work much better as a team. And we think that to benefit only uh, the patients that are there. So that's a big part of it, that employee owned piece. Because day to day on our team, we've got people, well, we've got telemovement.com and that's super exciting for what we're doing on this great, grandiose, large scale. You know, locally, like I said, we're still working with patients face to face. And so that employee ownership together and working together has been really powerful. And, and surprisingly, is not real common in healthcare. You don't see a lot of it. So, you know, that's a big part of it. That's great. Yeah. And it's, it seems like, in fact, it's going the other way with uh, large systems purchasing practices. And, and it seems like it's going the other way right now. And you guys decided to give the ownership to the employees. And I don't know if you guys did an ESOP over there or how you executed it. But I guess the bottom line is your, your employees own the company and they have the skin in the game. Exactly. They own not just the company, but they own the care that they're delivering. And so, you know, if, if, if you're a patient, do you want your care delivered by, 
yeah, do you want to be in your care delivered by a publicly traded company? Again, there are some fantastic, amazing publicly traded companies, or do you want it delivered by the person right there in front of you, right? They're, they're totally. the owner. They own that care. So it's been really important for how we think, you know, as an organization. And, and I think that's a big area where we can really differentiate and, and, and do some hopefully amazing things. Hey, that's cool. You know, and I appreciate you diving into that distinction. So as a provider, if you're a provider listener, it's this thought that, hey, you know what? Not only do you own your practice, but you also own the care that you're delivering. And I think this is definitely a a thought that could shift a practice or an organization. So kudos to you and your leadership for doing that kind of uh, of shaping. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's been really important to, uh, both to me personally, but as well to our whole team and our communities. Hey, so Jim, maybe you could share with the listeners a time when you had a mistake or a setback and what you learned from that. Oh, you know, my biggest mistake, particularly in healthcare, and I think it's core to what we do, is when I forget, you know, you start looking at data and and what's possible, and it's easy to forget that that it's all about people. And so, you know, my my biggest mistakes are when I forget that healthcare is a person, people-centered, driven thing. And you can really get yourself in, you can really miss actually the true value of what we do uh, when you start to uh, depersonalize things and just make things data. At the end of the day, what we're trying to do in healthcare is, is make people healthier, help them, help them be better. You know, and there's all sorts of uh, multiple ways to do that, but but it's it's 100% in my mind all about people. I think that's great. And maybe you could take us to one moment in particular and let us know what you took out of that one particular time. There are so many particulars in terms of, of, of where it's easy to forget about people, you know, particularly as we've been working on this software and this platform for delivering the clinical practice guidelines and teaching people those things. But the moment that you remember that the value of people is, is when that patient's sitting right there in front of you. That person's in front of you. They're in a vulnerable position. That vulnerability comes with some responsibility on, on behalf of the provider. And so when that's forgotten, you lose all the authenticity and, and again, you lose all the magic of what's possible. And it's a quite unfortunate thing for the patient. And so I hate to say it, but every provider right now gets bogged down with these rules and regulations, you know, and, and I, you know, not to go off on a, a venting tangent, but it's very difficult. I'm sure you hear it from, from some of your oh, other yeah. uh, guests. It's, a very, it's very difficult. Yeah. You have to remind yourself that this is a people, a people thing we're doing. This is yes. Everyone wants data and yes, it's important. And, and data can really guide and, and enhance our decisions but still a person. So uh, that just becomes really the area where you just kick yourself because pretty soon you realize you're checking boxes for the CMS, the federal government, uh, you know, a private insurer, whoever it may be. And that's not what we're really here to do. Is there anything that you do, Jim, to help stay centered? Any rituals, any, any symbols, anything around your office that you have that help you remember when maybe you have a hard time? Yeah, there are a number of things, and, and, and we, we believe in real simple, consistent messages. So in our team, we use what we call the three A's. Okay. And three A's are real quick, quite simple, ability, access, and atmosphere. Ability, you know, we feel we have a responsibility to, to be at the top of our profession and what we do. Access, we feel that people need to have access to the services that we provide, thus largely the local nature of a lot of it. And then atmosphere. You know, you've got to do it in, in, I think, a fun healing environment. Otherwise, what we do becomes very tedious and difficult. So we've got those symbols all, all over. I, I, I think we need to uh, remind ourselves of those things all the time. And, and when we do, we, we seem to keep practice in balance and we're able to deliver what I consider uh, care at, at the top of our practice. 
I think that's so cool. Thanks for sharing that. You know, it's, I always wonder what different people do to stay focused. And if I could pull a nice little gem out of it, just like you shared right now, that's a uh, success. So listeners, think about ways that you could do like Jim, triple A access. And the other two that he mentioned, just think of your own ways of doing this because that's the way that you're sure to set up the systems to have success in delivering what you want to do most. So Jim, what about your, what are your most proud leadership moments in, in medicine today? All of the most proud moments are the shared experiences with our team. And so, you know, the, the, the proudest moment was when we, because it was quite a tedious process to get there, was when we finally uh, became uh, an employee-owned uh, healthcare organization. That was something that uh, we'd worked long and hard towards. And, but, you know, as I mentioned earlier, it's been really important to us. Now, that's huge, man. How about an exciting project that you're working on? Well, so, you know, earlier I mentioned telemovement.com and that's where we've been spending a whole bunch of time really trying to take some of this data and hopefully that we're also able to humanize that as much as possible and be able to deliver that. So uh, we've got telemovement.com and telemovement.com, as I said earlier, basically allows uh, the individual uh, accessing the platform the ability to, to sort of pick the mind of all, all the best uh, research physical therapists and the, and the clinical practice guidelines that, that they've published in the Journal of Orthopedic and Sports Physical Therapy. And so really, I mean, I hate to say it can sound simple, but, but what we're really trying to do is just make knowledge useful. And so it's been a really exciting process. We've got patients on the platform now and, 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 and we've got data coming through there. I think we've got some great outcomes that are coming out of it now. And so it's really exciting to see what's possible on a digital platform in what itself professes a very human profession. Yeah, Jim, so that's really interesting. So telemovement.com, who would use it? Who would use the platform? Somebody in need so of the physical platform, therapy? Absolutely, yeah. So someone in, a, in an area where they don't have access to quality physical therapy, um, uh-huh. you know, there are all sorts of small rural, rural areas that have great access to internet and data, but there's not a whole lot of medical and, and allied health professions in those areas. So, you know, those patients are individuals that want to learn a little bit more about aches and pains they might be having, back, neck pain uh, issues, any of those things, it's a great place to go. And then on the provider side, it's a great place to learn more about patterns and what sort of patterns present in the musculoskeletal world. So it works real nicely uh, for us as a as training and, and continued education tool for our providers uh, because of some of the patterns that you go through as you're working on it. And who doesn't want to know a little bit more about an ache that they have in their back or their shoulder or whatever it might be? I think it's a pretty great resource. So listeners, Jim and his team, uh, Andrew Cherry and, and the folks over at Telemovement have put together an offer for you. If you go to outcomesrocket.com.telemovement.com, you can use the access code outcomesrocket for you. That's number four U. So outcomes rocket number four letter U. Everything is in caps. You're going to get a free 30-day trial to the telemovement musculoskeletal platform because these guys care and they want to get you healthy back moving. Right, Jim? Absolutely. Yeah. And we would love any feedback. This is a learning process for all of us. This is uh, the future of, of the delivery of some of the services that our profession provides. So, so we really want to make sure that we're thoughtful as we move forward. So uh, we would love any feedback. Absolutely, listeners. So there you go. They're giving you a 30-day trial. Go check it out. If you got a pain somewhere, check them out and they'll be able to help you find the source of it and maybe some solutions to it. So I think this is really great. And don't forget to give back feedback, which is what they're looking for. So 
Jim, this is so interesting. Let's pretend you and I are building a medical leadership course and what it takes to be successful in medicine. It's the 101 or the ABCs of Dr. James Glenn. I've got four questions for you, lightning round style, and then we'll finish up the syllabus with a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? I'm ready. Awesome. What is the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? You know, clear expectations and meaningful rewards. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Just like earlier, don't forget that it's always about people. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? You just have to care. You have to actually uh, give a darn. You have to care about the people on your team. What is one area of focus that should drive everything else in your organization? So I mentioned those earlier. For those, that's the uh, three A's, ability, access, and atmosphere. Boom. That's awesome. And so what book would you recommend to the listeners? The most recent book that people ask me a recommendation, I just really love Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. I thought there were just so many great lessons for healthcare providers in that book. Thinking Fast and Thinking Slow. Listeners, these nuggets of wisdom all put together in this nice syllabus, along with this book. You'll find the link to it. You'll find all of the the show notes that we've discussed today. Go to outcomesrocket.com slash Dr. Glynn. That's D-R-G-L-I-N-N. And you'll be able to find everything that we discussed here today. Jim, without further just uh, anticipation, uh, I just wanted to ask, for you to share a closing thought with the listeners and the best place where they could get a hold of you. Hey, you know, for, for the listeners, I think here, what, what, what I want as a closing thought people to keep in mind is, is how important the ability for all of us to work together, step out of some of those silos that we get stuck in as healthcare providers and, and anywhere in the healthcare system that, that you may be working or otherwise, because look, we all want to be healthy, whether we're working in that system or not. And so, you know, I, th- I think the more we can do to collaborate together, I, I think there's still all sorts of opportunity and, and that the possibilities are endless. Love to talk to more uh, listeners. Uh, I probably spend more time than I should on Twitter. I'm at jglinn, J-G-L-I-N-N, and uh, would love to have uh, anyone reach out there and, and uh, fire up some conversations accordingly. Love the invitation. Listeners, take advantage of that invitation. Reach out to Jim via Twitter. And don't forget about the promo. We'll include that in the show notes as well. But just as a reminder, it's outcomesrocket.com.telemovement.com. And you can have a 30-day free trial if you go to outcomesrocket for you, all caps. So go to the show notes get that information and check them out. Again, Jim, really want to say thank you for joining us today. It's been a ton of fun and we're really looking forward to seeing this program that you guys uh, started uh, just flourish to success. Hey, I sure appreciate that. And I want to thank you for uh, offering this platform for people to have these discussions. I I think they're important and it's definitely appreciated. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.